Welcome to another Pro Football Doc podcast. This one, the number 53, cut downs. Everybody's got to get to 53. Then you might see, so there's a lot of roster movements coming up here and uh, the season is here. What's different though, is this season is different than all others in that it used to be you'd have a lot of Thursday final preseason games because teams wanted 10 days until their first regular season game and they did the cuts and so forth this year there's two weeks we've got this week which is kind of a dead week or bye week and some our teams are treating it as such giving some players time off etc but all teams need to cut down to 53 by tuesday and by the way you have to make the opening day roster of 53 to then get placed on IR to take advantage of the three week return. If you get placed on now before the 53 cut down, you're done for the season. And we'll talk about how that matters. So 53 is a big topic of conversation this week. And uh, we'll talk a lot about fantasy drafts because uh, it's fantasy time. We'll do some player rundown things for for everybody here. If you haven't gotten it yet, please go to profootballdoc.com and get this preseason injury report. It's free. It's over 80 pages now, comprehensive for all 32 teams. And if you go to profootballdoc.com right here, click the download free now. You put in your email and it will be sent to you. So it's pretty seamless here. And uh, it's also constantly updated with new news. So it probably makes sense if you download it and look at it and you come back in a few days, you might want to download a new copy just because some things do change over, over time. All right, so let's get into it a little bit here, and we're going to do some rundown of players and different things. And uh, first breaking news we'll say is, you know, I found this interesting. Roger Goodell's quote in 2015, we've been very open about our position that we oppose legalized gambling. We haven't changed our position on that. I don't anticipate us us changing that going forward at all. Now, deals with FoxBet, BetMGM, PointsBet, WinBet, uh, gambling in the stadium in Arizona, all sorts of things. Obviously, a team in in, uh, Las Vegas. And, you know, I think that's just really part of the growth of the league. I get it. Positions change. Things change. But it really has to do with being able to make money, right? I think fantasy drove a lot of eyeballs for the NFL. And I think gambling will do the same. And so I think in the end, they're smart to embrace it. And uh, look, it's a little bit of what we do at Pro Football Doc, right? I mean, I know you guys out there that are gamblers use it. And hopefully I can help you. That's part of the, uh, the idea. All right, let's start talking about some player injuries here. Um, let's, first of all, you know, the big news, of course, is J.K. Dobbins, right? J.K. Dobbins. Um, ACL tear. The video was not completely clear because in preseason, you don't have it as many angles. They don't have the 14 cameras or whatever it is. Enough to see for sure hyperextension. 
could not tell for sure about ligament. The worry was an ACL tear, and that has come true. It was at least a bone bruise for weeks. Now there's talk from Mike Garofalo that it may indeed be an LCL as well. This is noteworthy. Uh, if it is an LCL as well, that's a big deal because if the LCL needs surgery, I don't think Dobbins would be ready for the start of 2022. If it's a complete reconstruction, uh, he may miss most, if not all, of 2022. So this is kind of a pretty big deal for uh, J.K. Dobbins. But usually by exam, you know what's happening and you know uh, what's right for, for the player. Exam, you can tell. I mean, the, the Ravens knew that his ACL was already torn by exam. I didn't make the call because by video, I couldn't be 100% sure. We knew it was hoping for best case of four weeks with a bone bruise, but worst case was ACL, and that seems to have come true. Uh, the question is now, uh, will they um, uh, trade for somebody? Will they get Todd Gurley, the Ravens? Don't know. Not inside their locker room, et cetera. But certainly uh, it's interesting. Uh, uh, the Rams got a new running back this weekend. Uh, they traded for Sony Michelle. Uh, I just think it's interesting that uh, a couple years ago in that Super Bowl, Sony Michelle with the Patriots as a rookie, scored a touchdown. And uh, Todd Gurley was the stud highest paid running back in the league for the Rams. And Todd Gurley has since moved on because of an arthritic knee. And he gets replaced by another former Georgia superstar. They were all on the same team. Um, Nick Chubb, Sony Michelle, and Todd Gurley. But in any case, Todd Gurley, out and now here comes Sony Michelle, someone else with an arthritic knee. Um, so, uh, not saying it's a bad acquisition. I've said all along it is what it is. But uh, one Georgia arthritic knee running back essentially takes the helm from another, although there's a year in between that Gurley wasn't there. Moving on to other running backs, Travis Etienne, Liz Frank injury, out for the season with surgery. I don't think there are some severe list franks that could end someone's career. I don't think that's the case for Travis Etienne. It's his end of his season for sure. If it was one of those extreme fracture dislocations with of the list frank joint with some long-term consequences, I don't see how he's in a boot and allowed to bear weight. Those are easy to diagnose. The fact that he was in a boot and allowed to bear weight and looking at the video, uh, I think he will be okay for next year, but it is a next year situation for sure. The Colts, some injury issues, more issues for the left side. Sam Tevy tears his ACL, like we said, looking at video. Uh, it was delayed in the preseason. Things are delayed. It doesn't seem like Game Pass gets up there as quickly, especially for the full TV copy. I got it only about half hour before Mike Wells reported it and confirmed uh, that he tore his ACL. He's done for the season. So Quentin Nelson on his way back from that bone excision, left guard, left tackle, Eric Fisher won't be ready to late this season. The, the Chiefs player that, that tore his Achilles uh, and now no Sam Tevy. So the Colts will have to uh, make do and uh, find the way here. 
Now, of course, that brings into question Carson Wentz. He was expected to participate in full team period in Monday's practice. And now news comes that he was a high risk, close contact, which is uh, interesting. He's one of several quarterbacks that have not been vaccinated. You can only be high risk, close contact when you're not vaccinated. I'm not making any judgments on, on that. I'm just saying that that's the interpretation. So that certainly is going to affect Carson Wentz's recovery, give him a little more timeline. Now, interestingly enough, over the weekend also, something from Alan Sills, 93% of players are vaccinated, 99% of coaches and staff. So he's claiming this gives us confidence to say NFL facilities are the safest in their communities. If we had the, those rates in society, we'd be a far, far different place. So uh, 93%. And remember, um, Isaiah, did you see Isaiah McKenzie, the Bills wide receiver? He and Cole Beasley were fined for not having masks on. And he gave in. He ended up getting his first vaccine shot. He posted his uh, vaccine card online. Uh, and uh, like I keep saying, there's tremendous competitive advantage. Carson Wentz would not have to sit out right now if he were vaccinated. He could still be practicing with the team. So that's sort of the big news. But to that end, let me give you my thoughts on Carson Wentz. And before you say that I'm flipping, I'm not. I always deal in information and the information can change. If we go back, it was a, I, first I thought Carson Wentz would return in October. Late October, early October, hard to say. Clearly he started recovering pretty well where early October was feasible. <coughs> Excuse me. And then Jim Ursay said, if he's not 100%, he's not playing week one. That's what led me to continue to say that Carson Wentz wasn't going to play week one. Yes, he's progressing. He's progressed to now, before this COVID absence, 11 on 11 and full team practice, which could put him on place to play week one. But if the Colts continue with what their owner said, if he's not 100%, he's not playing week one. If they stick to that, he's not playing week one. However, here is why I believe Carson Wentz will now play week one. And it has to do with Sam Ellinger and his knee injury. Now, most of you are going to say, what are you talking about? He's the third stringer. Uh, he wasn't the starter. Ellinger sprained his knee. Partial ACL, a true partial, doesn't happen very often. But here's why I think Carson Wentz will actually start week one. Number one, he's been doing better than we all expected. But if they stuck with the 100% to play, he would not play week one. But now let's play it out with Sam Ellinger. Can the Colts get someone in quickly enough at quarterback to back up Easton as the starter? in this shorter period of time. I mean, maybe if they got an Andy Dalton or someone experienced, maybe, but it's unlikely. So you can't just suit up Eason as the starter and that's it. 
that would mean you have to have Carson Wentz suited up as the backup. And you can't have that. I mean, if Carson Wentz is going to be suited up the backup, you might as well start him and say, okay, he's only 90 or 95%, but we're going to start him. Um, so because of the dominoes and the way rosters and, and game day 46s are constructed, yes, I think Carson Wentz has been doing better than expected originally. No, I do not think he was on track to be 100% and start week one. But now I think the game has changed because of Ellinger and who's available at quarterback. And you need at least two, which would mean Wentz suited up but not starting is a bad look. I think he's going to get the start now, even though he's 90 or 95% when he gets going. So I think that's the change in the news as far as the Colts. Now that's just my interpretation. I'm not on the inside. I don't have any sources. For those of you who may or may not remember, I said Jared Goff was going to start in that playoff game last year against Seattle, and he didn't. And I was wrong, but in the end I was right because then I inferred that that thumb exposed how he had fallen out of favor with the Rams because he could have, and obviously he got traded. So I think Carson is the man there, which is why he's going to get pushed up to start, even though he's not hundred percent at this point in time. All right, let's move on to a couple other people here. Cam Akers, some video of his rehab. This is what I call the Trojan horse. It's a anti-gravity machine, 70% body weight. He's walking. You can see the right calf is atrophied. He doesn't fully push off, but he's doing real well, right? But he's not on track to play this season, uh, but he is doing, doing very well. Um, Saquon Barkley, uh, Joe Judd said he was going to do seven on seven, get some a dozen team reps, et cetera, non-contact jersey. He participated in the practice, some with the Patriots. Once again, whether he plays week one or not is up to Joe Judge. But there's no way he will be 100%. There's no way he's starting week one and getting 20 carries. If they want to play in week one, they could start him and have him platooned. Uh, I still think it's iffy that he starts week one, but it's ultimately a coaching decision. Look for Saquon to have a stronger second half of the year. Uh, we'll be doing some articles and other things related to season-long props, depending on where it is. It might be an underplay on Saquon. We'll see. I'm not questioning his rehab ability. I'm not questioning his athleticism, but it's the biology of ACL recovery there. All right, let's continue on here. Um, Joe Burrow returned. Got a standing ovation, played three plays, one pass that was dropped. Look, good for Joe Burrow. He's back. Great to see. Look, ACL, MCL, patella issue. Remember when ESPN or, or Monday Night Football people said, oh, he should take all of 2021 off and come back in 2022. No, he's made it. He's going to be the opening day starter for the Bengals but he's not 100%. He's still a young guy who hasn't had a ton of practice, who's coming back from knee injury, who needs to get his quote legs under him, pun intended, and just back into the flow. Remember, this isn't Tom Brady or Big Ben or you know one of these veteran QBs stepping right back in. 
This is a young one who did very well, but still is green. So his acclimation period will be harder until he takes a big hit on his knee and realizes he's okay. He might be a little skittish. That's just the norm. He's made it. He's going to do fine. He's starting, but he won't be himself. He'll get stronger second half of the season. So congrats to Joe Burrow looking like he's making it to opening day at least. Um, and uh, Dak Prescott. Reins are off. Full go. It's kind of been what we're saying. He may not be 100% on the ankle, but he's going to be good enough to start. We were confident from the get-go he would be the opening week starter, and he is. The shoulder's fine. The ankle may linger a little bit, but Dak will be fine and ready to go for the opener, you know, at, and be able to perform at a high level. The bigger question is how he might fare without as much practice as he could have had or should have had. Let's go through a little more here. Um, this is the Pro Football Doc site again. Joe Burrow, we talked about. Joe Burrow come back. Evan Ingram with a calf injury. Even though it's mild, it may indeed linger. Calf injuries tend to linger. I don't think he starts week one 100%. T.Y. Hilton, something to watch. Nursing uh, a disc issue in his neck. Severity is not known. They're working through it. But let me tell you something, disc injuries don't go away. A herniated disc doesn't unherniate. You just have to manage and deal with it. Now, as a player on the outside, he has a better chance and then his head is in all this contact. So less stress on his neck. But this is a big deal. This is something to watch. If he needs surgery, he's three months or more. Right now, he does not but it could re-aggravate. So it is definitely something to watch, T.Y. Hilton. Disc issues don't disappear. Irv Smith, everyone projects him to do very well for the Vikings at tight end, missing the start of the season. A surgery on the meniscus. If it's a true repair fix slash so, his season is done. The hope is it's just a smaller trim and he can return, uh, let's say in early October. That would be the hope. Uh, but we have to await news on Irv Smith. J.K. Dobbins we talked about. Sam Ellinger we talked about. Um, lots of things as we run through everything here. So uh, fantasy draft time. Uh, go download the preseason injury preview. Uh, I've drafted my three drafts. Um, the uh, Scott Fish Bowl 11, Warrior Bowl, and Raz Bowl. So I'm done. Uh, but most drafts are this weekend coming up. So download that and check it out. We're trying to give you some advantage here. And there's going to be some new things that we have coming up here at Pro Football Doc. Some new facelifts, new website stuff, and new scoring more than the injury index. Numerical scores for grades. And we'll walk through that. And there's highly correlative to uh, when there's a one grade difference. Uh, oh, 63% last year, uh, winners against the spread if you took the healthier squad, irregardless of anything else. We'll go over that some more again, et cetera. A couple things to share with you as we close out here. Um, we talked about the vaccine stuff a little bit, and, uh, you know, 
who knows what's going to happen, but the season's going to roll on. The, de the, deck, the deck is stacked for those who were vaccinated competitive advantage-wise. I found this story to be very disturbing, and I really hope it's not true. Uh, to me, incredibly shocking, but we'll see what the truth is. Apparently, an ex-Angels employee was running a drug operation within the Angels organization, and Tyler Skaggs was somehow involved. Uh, sad. Tyler Skaggs obviously passed away from an overdose. Uh, just not good. There's no good outcome to this period end of story. There's no way that uh, this makes any sense. It's tragic. But if the team or employees were somehow involved, that's just crazy, capital C crazy to me. Uh, I don't see how that can happen. If it did happen, boy, the angels... Boy, I don't know. Let's let it sort out. Uh, not a comfortable sight at all. Want to go through a couple of fun videos to close out. Lighthearted here. I don't know how many of you saw this. Uh, the soaring three-minute journey. Frisco, Texas. At the star. The place the Cowboys called home. I mean, this is pretty impressive, you have to admit. I mean... I have not really watched the HBO special. This is impressive facility, impressive the camera flying ability of uh, the drone operator as he flies through things. I'm sure there's more edits and other things that they're doing, but this facility is unbelievable, right? And uh, the cow, this, this is nicer than some stadiums. I mean, this, now that the, the Chargers are in uh, SoFi Stadium, they're good, but this, star might have been nicer than than that soccer stadium that they were in i mean this is just the outdoors right here this is even in the facility i mean i can't wait to go check this out but i just had to get a chuckle as great as all this stuff is and look at this guy flying the drone through doorways and things like that it's it's pretty amazing and obviously a little bit of editing too but this is just an amazing facility so kudos to Jerry Jones, amazing. But I did find some humor. Maybe I don't know if you found it at all. But the first couple of weeks of practice looked like this. Can you believe this is the same team? I mean, this was out in Oxnard. I mean, townhomes and condos in the background and, you know, on a, at best, high schoolish field. I just thought that compare and contrast was, uh, uh, was pretty humorous. And let's close out here with my buddy, Philip Rivers. Congrats. Listen to what this guy says. It was some of the things that you were like, wow, that's cool. Okay. Yeah, no, but it's, it's awesome. I tell you what, Thursday, Friday nights, after playing 250-something NFL games and 50-something college games, those three years playing in Athens High School, you know, being around it at Decatur High growing up, my favorite, some of my favorite members. They really are. They're up there in the top ten. I could sit here and think of, of a handful. Uh, it's awesome. I'm trying to remind these kids of that so they embrace it because most of these kids are going to play not beyond high school football. we got a handful that are going to play at the next level that want to, and I want them to want to. But I also want them to appreciate experiences like this. You go over there with your families and classmates, and you want a football game. I told them, be excited. Be excited, shoot. And, uh, so it's, it's, it is, it's awesome. And, uh, 
So my whole point of that is to show you that my buddy, you know, I would have lost money. I would have thought he'd throw in a dadgummit in there somewhere, but that's just Philip. That's the essence of Philip. And that's why when all this coming out of retirement talk came, I don't believe that he would leave his high school team. Philip is always about football and family. That's what he's always been about to me. Great guy. And he's always about football, not NFL football, just football. Look at how much he loves coaching the high school ranks with the kids. The guy just loves football and the competition. Look, is it possible he comes out of retirement? Maybe, but not until his high school football season is over. Uh, there's no way in my mind that he would leave those kids, those seniors, to go back into the NFL. Now, when football season's over and it's late November and you know a team needs somebody or December, yeah, I think it's possible because Philip loves football but not earlier than that. He was never going to come back in and join the Colts now, even if Carson Wentz uh, wasn't healthy and wasn't ready to go. He wouldn't go join him now. And remember, he's not going to leave his family for four plus months, but for a month and for a Super Bowl run, I think he'd do it. The only way I could see him leaving the high school team is for some reason, his seniors there, his players said, coach, we want you to do it and pushed him to do it. Otherwise, Philip is not leaving his high school team. But I just showed that to you because of how genuine he is and, and it's his excitement and, uh, and what have you, how, how much high school football even means to him. All right, football season is here. I did go to a high school football game with my son, uh, the local high school football game, and in the stands, it's not covering the sidelines. It was kind of cool. So it came up with my son and my daughter. He ran around a bunch. Uh, I sat with my daughter. Fun times, football season. All right, guys, Pro Football Dog Podcast. Go to the website. Back on Sirius now. Fox Sports Radio, Outkick. Everything in full force. Ready for the war room right around the corner here. One more week after this. Kind of the dead week, remember. Kind of a dead week heading into Labor Day and then coming out of Labor Day, full football. So congrats to all the players who have made the final rosters to 53. Uh, congrats to all of them. Hopefully they stay healthy. And uh, thanks for watching and listening to the Pro Football Doc Podcast.